Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bikini and the Brain. I am the Bikini, and Adam. I, and, and I'm the Brain. And she's been, I'm here with the lovely Brain, Ashley Kaltwasser. Hi. <laughs> and today, I think we have a great topic, which Ashley hates when I say we've got a great topic. Hey, I just realized everyone. That. We've got a good topic for you today. <laughs> Unlike the others that uh, were just mediocre, this one's good. <laughs> and... Well, this one's good because it is a lot of like how you are, you know, it has a lot, you have a lot of personal yeah. insight into the topic about, you know, being honest with yourself, mm -hmm. which is basically where the, po the topic is today. Um, being honest with yourself and all things prep. And I think that you're very, you're very honest with yourself, almost sometimes too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <almost laughs> I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. I think, um, I'm, I try to be very realistic and I think it's just naturally I'm very, I'm a realist, you know, uh, whereas, you know, some people will look on the bright side of things. Some people will be pessimistic, pessimistic, optimistic. And then there's me that's more realistic I, in the middle somewhere. Whereas like, you know, even if somebody's trying to hype me up, like, oh, you're going to win the show or whatever. I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to try. We're going to see. There's a lot of talent in the show. Um, I'm happy about what the package I'm bringing. But I don't know if it'll win. We'll see. You know what's <laughs> so, you know? really funny with the, uh, and it's, this is not just you. This is like, I think there, I've only seen like one bikini girl not do this. But whenever they do those like Olympia press conferences or they do like any guy interview, like you'll do a guy interview all the way from men's physique to bodybuilding. The guys are like, oh, he doesn't look good this year. Like I'm, he, I've been working hard. Like I'm going to, I'm going to win this. I'm going to destroy this. And like, they're always like super hypey. They'll even take off their shirts sometimes. And then. The girls, they're like, like you'll ask one girl to another, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, well, she looks really good. We're gonna see. She's done really <laughs> great work. <laughs> like, yeah. it's anyone's game." And it's funny because they're always trying to like hype up the girls, and the girls are never like, they're, they're never like that. They're yeah. always like, "Well, we'll see." <laughs> oh yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't hype up others though. I will say, like, if I'm being interviewed, it's like, I don't know. It's, it makes me feel weird to talk about somebody else. Like, I just like. In my own path, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's Maybe I should. Do I sound like I'm too... No, no, I don't think... Harsh? You know what? Know. Not too many people do. Unless they're directly asking, Not. I don't think anyone really does. They they yeah. have to... They'll ask her, what do you think about Ashley? Like to someone, and oh, then they'll be like... Oh, I see what you You know, mean. they'll be like, oh, yeah. well, she's, she's been looking really good. She's had a great oh, season. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if somebody directly, directly. asks me. Okay. Never then just that, like... Because I wouldn't just throw out names out of the blue. Yeah. Well, it's sometimes... I guess I do sometimes. I don't know. I just... I just feel weird talking about people. It's just <laughs> funny how the, the differences of the bikini That's and the bodybuilders. The, the bodybuilders are like go out of their way yeah. to like call someone out. And it's oh, yeah. To create like, like they just have fun with it. It's like they almost troll each other yeah. really hard. That is such a big difference. It is. That really is. We don't, <laughs> we kind of just either hype, hype up others or just keep to ourselves. I'm more of a keep to myself kind of person. Not to say I wouldn't like support somebody, but like. I don't know. It's something I don't think about when I'm being interviewed to talk about other people. And I don't know. Maybe I'm it's wrong. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> funny. So I like this episode, this topic because it talks about, you know, being honest with yourself. And as a coach, and, and you're a coach too, um, but also as an athlete, I think you can kind of confuse yourself. You can kind of start creating like belief that you are doing everything yeah. and you're like, mm -hmm. you are doing enough. You're like, no, I did everything, but really you didn't. And you have to be just, you know, you have to be real with yourself, be honest with yourself. Um, you know, right now, like for me, right now I'm training to be like a, I'm a regular fit guy. Like there's no, if I was to saying to myself, oh yeah, I'm going to prepare for a men's physique competition right now, I would have to be honest with myself. Like you are not training hard enough 
you're not eating good enough to even consider that right now. Like you need to step that up way up. But some people in their off season will be like, like doing what I'm doing right now, which is, you know, regular fit guy stuff or regular fit girl stuff. I'll be like, I'm going to be an Olympia. I'm going to be the next Miss Olympia. And I'm like, no, the regular Miss Olympia doesn't do that in the off season. They're not just like regular fit guy stuff. And then Miss Olympia type training for 16 weeks only of their, throughout the year. Right. That's your, your actions have to match up with your goals. So if your goal is to be the next best one, well, we talk about that day capturing thing, you know, every single day matters and you have to get, get your, your next day needs to be better than Ashley's next day. If you want to beat her, right. That type of thing. And then the more days you accumulate that are better than her missed days, then the more likely you are to beat her the next time or type of thing. And that's how every day should be looked at if you want to be the best, but you have to be honest with yourself about that. You know, you, you have to be honest with yourself about that. Your goals have to line up with your expectations. That's it with all things in life, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point you made. Like your your work has to align with your goals, right? Because a lot of people can say anything and they can say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But what they're doing behind the scenes, does it really align with the goal that they're trying to present, you know? So I, I've mentioned on here before, like one of my biggest pet peeves, and it's like it just – really bothers me when people will talk the talk but not walk the walk. Do you know how many times people say, oh, yeah, I'll be better. I'll start – I'm going to start my diet next week 100%, blah, 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 and they don't. And then it's like, you know, one week, okay, two weeks, you know. But it's like a repetitive thing. You keep saying you're going to do something, but you don't do it. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to work so hard. You know, but when when it – comes down to it the person who's you know talking all the talk messes up all the time and it becomes like a habit of just messing up apologizing messing up apologizing maybe not apologizing but excuse giving apologizing you get the idea whatever reason they couldn't stick with the diet or whatever and it's like better off just not saying you're going to be 100% then like because words are fluff right I, I, I don't want you to tell me I want you to show me don't tell me how you're going to be better. Show me you're going to be better. It's like my, one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Just, just save the mushy, like poetic, like I, I had to find myself this week. Like just do it or not say anything at all. Yeah. I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it. I love that. I love you that. You know, fluff words, fluff words. And yeah. you, you line them in a poetic way and it makes it sound like, like lessening the blow. But no, you just, you're not doing what you're saying you're doing when it comes down to it. Yeah. No, I 100% agree with you. Like, and yeah, because people waste your time sometimes as well, right? And you probably feel it. Yeah, it sucks. It's it sucks too because you want to you want to find a way to like help them, but at the same time, I've done this so long that I've 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 done here's I guess I've done this so long at this point now that I've realized that people really do have to do it for themselves. Yeah. And you really mm-hmm. can't. You really can't be like, oh yeah, you can do this, like, and, and like be their motivation. Like, you know, if you're you're, it's really hard. You got to find the motivation from within, right. and it's hard because when a, when a coach says that, you know, you're looking at them sometimes because some of those people who aren't really strong minded are looking at that coach for maybe that motivation, but it doesn't work. You know, it has to come from within. Like, it has to come from within because you, they're just sending you, you know, telling you what to do. They're gonna tell you, you know, send you a video that week. Say, hey, this is what you need to do. This is why you need to do it. Here's your menu plan change. Here's your map, and that's the the coach's job is to create mm-hmm. the map for, of success. Your job is a job to do it in the gym, to when they're not watching, to work out hard, to do that extra rep, to do that extra set, to do the extra credit. 
you know, Ashley did her check in the day. She's like, I did extra credit cardio because, you know, uh, maybe I'll compete, you know? So, well, she's competing in the Arnold. Maybe I'll compete one day. She's like, maybe I'll compete a little early if I get in, you know, better shape, you know, that type of thing. So like, yeah. it's, it's, I didn't ask her to do that, you know? So it's like extra credit cardio, you know? Um, Anya did that the other day too. She's like, I did That's extra credit up. cardio, you know, Go just in on, case. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't ask those things, you know? And so it's those, are, and those are the people who are, you know, excelling and climbing, right? Climbing right. the ladder. And so it's, you, you could see it nonstop. The people who are climbing are the people that aren't getting, stepping back so far. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, that's the problem is that you see is uh, I'll get those, you know, I'll get those check-ins or whatever, where someone might, you know, disappear for a week or two, or they didn't do their check-in or something. And then they'll come back like, oh, I just needed a mental break. And then, but, and which I'm fine with, I'm yeah. totally cool if someone mm-hmm. needs a mental break. And I agree with that. And actually, like I had of, I had a, a like a, a minor surgery done the other day. And it was like, they, they said I had to be out of the gym for like five days. And I was like pissed about it. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to be back in the gym. I'm back in the gym. And Kimber's like, don't get back in the gym. You're going to make yourself sick. You're going to, you're going to open your wound or whatever. Right. And, um, so like, fine. So I waited four days and then like day five, like I was just kind of stupid in the gym. Cause I was like waiting to get back in. And I was so much stronger in the gym. Like I was so much stronger in the gym, probably lifted weight. I shouldn't have lifted, but I just felt good from having those four days off. So I totally, I totally agree with, you know, yeah. once in a while, take it. Right. Um, but here's the thing. Very, very few people actually need it when they say they need it. You know, they're just mm-hmm. doing it because they are convincing themselves that, oh, I needed this mental break. Oh, I needed to go and cheat on my diet for a whole week Yeah, because I needed to reset my mind, right? Yeah, that's that's what I'm getting at is yeah. like, you know, if you're going to mess up, own up to it, don't make it sound fluffy and nice and just be like, oh, I had to or excuse, 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 blah, 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 blah. No, I, I think we would both appreciate honesty. Like just say, yeah, I just... uh I was cranky and it was a bad mood and uh, messed up. You yeah. know what I mean? I love those ones, actually. I, I prefer it. You know, yeah, like, honesty like, is the best answer. Hey, I messed up. Can I diet hard this week? Kind of yeah. make up for it. Like, I'll get those ones. I'm like, yeah, you yeah. know what? We can go for a diet week yeah, if you totally. just have it. Why not? You know? so, but I understand the break part, too. No, I get that. Yeah. It just, um, the excuses I, I can't you know, deal with as much. It's just like, come on, man. And, you know, like I said, if it's one week, okay, two weeks, okay. But if it's an every week thing, it's like this person is almost like convincing themselves that they're unable to do something and are giving these excuses, not not reasons, but like straight up excuses. You yeah. know what I mean? And, that, and, and it happens with anything, like not just even referring to, you know, contest prep but this happens like with life in general yeah. you know just excuse 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 and and reasons to justify the excuse yeah and i think on. and it's it to be like I, not trying to be a little harsher but the reality is is that not everyone's made to do this you know and if you're if you're that person you got to be honest with yourself about it you know you got to be like hey like i don't have my my um why isn't greater than my how at this point right so if your your how is hey you got to stick to your diet for you know 16 weeks straight no imperfections whatsoever because you're just not that person who's got great genetics who can get away with those cheat meals whatever but your why and your your reasoning of why you want to do it isn't greater than your how you have to do it to get there then you know maybe it's not for you you know maybe you, maybe you got to look at finding that motivation or finding your reason of why again like mm-hmm. why do you want to do this and you got to really ask yourself that and you also have to ask yourself you know if, is what I'm doing, is it enough to get to my goal? Like, do I think it's just going to be handed to me because I am doing 90% of the work? Because the problem is when people put in 90% of the work and 90% of the diet, they expect to get 100% of the results. 
Or sometimes they even expect to get, you know, maybe 90% of the results. Like, well, I'm putting in 90% of the work. Well, if you put in 90% of the work, you're likely going to get 50% of the results, maybe even worse, because that 10% is a huge factor when it comes to what we do. You know, that working 10% harder in the gym to your 100%, you doing your cardio at 100%, you following your diet, especially at 100% versus 90%. It's a huge difference in terms of the, the results. And I think people think, what well, if I do, I do mostly good, I'm going to get that, I'm going to be on the Olympia stage next year. And I'm like, that's really not the way any sports work. It's not that our sport doesn't work that way. It's any sports work that way. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, there's a, there's a lot of factors that go into it. And unfortunately 90% is not going to be there. So you're, you know, in the off season when you're, you know, 90% and you're having a, a macro meal throughout the, the week and things like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that that's perfectly fine in season though. When you get these people who are like, Oh, I just, I just needed that. I just needed that, you know, that meal. I had a wedding to go to and I just had to, I had to eat the cake. I had to do this, be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I've, I've been to tons of weddings where I, you know, I'm not pulling out Tupperware, you know, Adam, yeah. but like I'm eating, I'm eating perfectly fine on them. If I have something, if my, right. if my goal is worth it to me, you know? So, yeah. you know, and that's the problem too, is that you run into with, with like, I don't know if it's the same way everywhere, but definitely in the U S we always have something going on. There's always a party. There's always a friend's yeah. birthday, a wedding, a this, a that, you know, we have like, there's probably a, a holiday today. It's probably like national wear pink shirt eat a donut day you know <laughs> it's like there's always something that people are celebrating us where it's food related <laughs> yeah so totally uh, and and you know something too is like see with that scenario if somebody messed up on their diet because they went to a wedding and ate cake so the proper response would be like you know what I shouldn't have done it. I gave into temptation. It was there and I had a craving and I messed up rather than, oh, I had to eat it because it was the only thing available and they kept tempting me to. See, I think there's a big difference between those two explanations because once you get in the habit of making these excuses to justify why you did it rather than just like owning up to it, it can cause you to do more of it. And suddenly you're just making excuses for everything. Oh, I couldn't work out today because blah, 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 blah. Versus, yeah, I was lazy today and I was tired and I shouldn't have done it, but I skipped the gym, you know? Because yeah. if you don't catch yourself, you can start believing your own lies and excuses and it just becomes one after another and you're not going to get anywhere. It's always better just to own up to it. Don't make it sound fluffy. Don't make it sound like it's something you had to do because of this, this, this. Just... Be honest with yourself. <laughs> yeah, and I think part of it is when you do it enough, you're kind of training your mind that it was okay. Yeah, right? exactly. You're justifying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and after a while, I think that you start believing it. You know, I think at first, you know you're lying to yourself. But after a while, I think you start believing it. And then that becomes a real problem because now your your mediocrity is you at 100%. And it's like you're never going to get anywhere that way. You right. know, you're just never going to get to where you want to get to that way. And then you're going to burn yourself out because you're never getting anywhere. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that that's the, that's the biggest issue. And we talk about those. Um, I've talked about it in the past, too, like with with the boxers. I always use boxers as an analogy. Why always, I, just, I, I guess I just love that sport. There was a good fight this weekend, too, which is another good analogy this weekend about not giving up. We'll have to use that one. But, um, <laughs> but like, there's this thing in boxing that they talk about, and they talk about, like, a warrior's mindset, whatever. And there's this, uh, there's this, there's this real, there's this thing with Mexican boxers. This is, like, they have, like, heart of champions. It's, like, this whole thing with, like, Mexican culture and boxers. And one of them is that, you know, they'll never, you never quit. Even if you're going to like die in the ring, like they never quit. And they put this warrior's mindset into him. Right. And that's why they have these other boxers. They call them like the, um, 
they have all these like they there's they like they'll troll them like other people and they'll wear like sombreros and stuff and call them like like the Mexican killer or something like that. Like they'll come up with these names and like troll them because their spirit is always talked about with those guys. And the reason the reason that they have that like mindset when they grow up and they teach it to you in the gym, they teach it to you, you know, it's better to it's better to to um death before defeat, you know, type of thing. Like you just you if you have to, you never quit, you know? Right. And the reason is is that they, they think, and it's true, they've seen it, like when someone gives in once, you know, they give in once in that, then the next time they're fighting, they're in a tough fight, they're just more likely to give in the next time. And once they give in again, and it's like, mm-hmm. you're more likely to give in the next time. And you just yeah. see them fade in a fight versus like fighting for their life. Like if they just think of every fight as life or death versus, okay, I can just call, throw in the towel this time, or just, I can just quit this time and, and then I'll fight again another day type of thing. But so they, they really instill this into their mindset and I, I use that a lot because it's so extreme, you know, like there's times where you should quit. <laughs> like, there's times where guys are like, like they just don't, they just don't have enough, like uh, it's dangerous, you know, right. but that's just the mindset. They like, they train these guys and like, you'll see them. And it's, I've seen a few times where a guy is just getting destroyed in a boxing match. And he's like, he's just, it's dangerous. It's at a point it's dangerous. And then the, the trainer will throw in the towel. And be like, you know, trainer throws in the towel, that means the fight's over. And the boxer like runs to his corner. He's like, no, no, no. Like I could, I could have him. Like, dude, you're, you're going to die. <laughs> like we have to do it. But it's their, their mindset is so, so much self-belief that even in the worst case scenario where the trainer like has to throw in a towel, they still think they have a chance, you know? And right. it's like, that's an extreme example, but it just shows you the spirit, like the warrior spirit of where you can get if you train your mind the right way. You know, that doesn't happen right away. You know, if I went into the ring and fought a guy right now and I was getting beat up, I'd be very happy to quit. Right. I'd be like, okay, I'm good. (laughs) But that over the years and years and years of teaching these young men, Hey, it's, it's death before defeat. You know, like you're, you, that is everything in there. And once you go into these little tiny things, you start building that warrior spirit of your own, even though this is, you know, sounds a little, this sounds crazy. It sounds extreme. Even though you're just saying no to the food at the wedding, even though you're just saying no to the little cheat meal or the popcorn at the, at the movie theater with your boyfriend, right? And the no to the little handful of whatever, like you're training your mind to be tougher and tougher and tougher. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. You're not justifying it by saying, you know, oh, I just quit because, you know, it was dangerous for me to keep fighting, right? Type of thing. You're, you're saying, oh, it was just a handful, you know, and you justify it. Oh, it was just this. Oh, well, it was a wedding. Oh, it was this. Oh, I just pushed my prep back because I didn't get there in time because I was cheating three times, four times a week on my diet, but I'm not going to admit that because I, it was only just this much, right? So once you start having these little wins and these little battles, you become tougher and tougher and tougher. And then you get to this point where people, this is a, the funniest thing. When you get to that point of being so mentally tough where you don't want to cheat, then people start calling you weird, right? Uh, like yeah. they'll call us that all the time, you know, it's funny. I'll, I'll get it all the time. They'll be like, oh, well, you know, I want to, I want to live my life, you know, type of thing. I'm, I'm like, I don't know how I'm not like, I'm just <laughs> not eating. Like I eat something once in a while. It's not, I'm fine with it, you know, like, and, and it's, it's just, you just, I've, I've trained myself for so long to do that. That's exactly. not that, like really giving up that much. I don't feel like I'm really giving in that much, mm-hmm. you know, like, and so um, it's just, it's a thing that you could do. You train your mind and people like you now, like you've, you're so trained that people look at you and they're like, Oh, she's not living her life. And Oh, <laughs> she's not. And at those, you even just saying that shows weakness of where oh, yeah. you're at with your, with your dedication to the sport. If you're a competitor. Now, if you're a regular person, you see Ashley, and you say that I can understand that you would think that cause you just don't get it. But if you're a competitor and you're saying that mm-hmm. it should be something you admire. It should be like, man, I wish I could be that dedicated, but because it's so much adherence to a diet, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, I want to live my life. Almost. It's the same thing. It's like justifying. Yeah. It's like how you're, how we're talking about, they're justifying having a meal. Oh, I had to, they see you, 
doing perfectly, right? And then and then they're like, oh, I uh, I want to live my life. It's like giving themselves that leniency, oh, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. same type of oh well, she's doing it wrong, I'm doing it right type of thing, right? Because no one wants to admit. I wish I was that dedicated, you know. So it's a it's a it's a mind game, and I think that we don't talk. We talk a lot about the the physical things, the nutrition, and all these things, but a lot of the mind stuff we we, we dabble into it. But this one is, I think, a really, really important one because it mm-hmm. keeps girls from succeeding long term, especially yeah. like in things like the off season, which is obviously the biggest one. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. And even if like, you know, let, let's say they're giving in to these temptations and making a lot of excuses along the way and they still do well, it's almost like, well, you know, you could have done a lot better and you'll never know. Yeah. And back to what you're saying is what you were saying about like, oh, I want to live my life. You know, people that will give you a hard time for, you know, eating healthy and doing your prep thing. It's like, I don't even think a normal person has to think that way. I think it's anybody that's not, anybody who's mediocre will think that way, regardless of what sport they're in, regardless of what profession they're in. Because I will say this, like, although, like, let's say a professional chess player or something, although I don't think for me that would be fun. I can understand why they dedicate so much of their time. Maybe they sit down five hours a day to play chess. Although I could never see myself doing that and I would never want to do that. I understand like, whoa, this person's super ambitious and passionate about what they do and they want to be the best they possibly can be. Although I can't do that and I wouldn't want to, I can still understand why this person would. So I would never say to that person, oh, I just, I'm just, I just want to live my life. You know, I don't, I don't want to sit down that long. You're weird. Like, you know, so I don't even think it's necessarily a person that's not a competitor that would say that, but just a person that just, to be honest, they're just probably really mediocre. Either that or they're your family and they're like jealous that you're not giving them (laughs) enough time or something, or they don't understand what, uh, that you're not starving yourself. But, um, you know what I mean? So I think it's just like a really, it really, people that will give you a hard time for that really shows like how average they are yeah <laughs> and that sucks <laughs> it does it's 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 funny we talk about that too like people anytime you're outside of the norm people try to pull you back into the norm you mm-hmm. know and it's like and they'll use names and and try to, to make you feel like you're doing something wrong because you're out of the norm but no one ever no one normal ever did anything great you know what i mean like you look at like Elon Musk and everyone's always talking smack on that guy. Joe Rogan, everyone's always talking. I mean, you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there in a different way. People are going to be kind of, uh, it's going to make people realize their own weaknesses and realize their own lack of ambitions and stuff. And people are threatened by that. And so they come up with these reasons. And I think maybe, maybe some of this is internal for some people where they call it, you know, they talk about that imposter syndrome, right? Where yeah. you're starting to be different and you're starting to be better and you're starting to be this robot machine of bodybuilding and you don't, you're scaring yourself and maybe you're trying to keep yourself back from being the best you can be. Maybe there's some of that in there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I see it a lot as a coach. I do see it a lot as a coach where people will, and it comes down to mostly the diet. You know, it's always the diet. I, I don't think, I don't think too many people are struggling with getting the workouts in. I don't see that being really that big of an issue. Almost everyone gets in their workouts, whether they're fully intense workouts or not. You know, I don't know a hundred percent because I'm not there, you know, hundred percent of the time with, with a lot of the athletes. And so, um, it's, it's hard to say that part of it, but I can say no one's being like, Oh, I missed three workouts this week. Like that's pretty rare. It's usually like one because of a travel or something, a plight. Like, and I understand that, but the, the food is the one where it's, it's constant, you know? And, it's something that I've always struggled with understanding as a as a coach just because I grew up in bodybuilding and so it's 
the mind, it's just hard. It's hard for me to understand. It really is hard for me to, to empathize with it and, and understand because I grew up not around like the regular thing. My family would make me a separate meal. And then, you know, even when we went to my grandma's house and then have these big meals for family and all this stuff, they'd be like, oh, don't eat that. That's Adam's chicken. And it was like, you know, chicken breast or whatever, you know, like it was always, so always for me, it just, it's always been just so normal and I've so trained that it just, it's not hard. So I just don't really understand it so much and empathize with it. But there's a lot of foodies, you know, there's a lot of foodies and especially in, in bikini, actually in bodybuilding in general, I guess I'd say there's a lot of foodies. Like it's like a big thing. You know, you always hear about that, um, people like scrolling through Instagram and getting all these food things and cooking and all this stuff. And, and I'm trying to find more empathy with it and find more, you know, more of that. But, um, but also the, I think the, the younger athlete in me too, and growing up with coach and the coach is like, you know, just, you know, just do your, just do it. What are you talking about? Like, you know, any type of thing, like, it's just so black and white. It's like, it's like, there's just no gray or just, just stick to the diet. Just do it. You know? So, um, how did, I guess, you didn't, you grew up pretty much similar in terms of, I mean, not in the bodybuilding part of it, but in the nutrition part of it being really strict to your diet. How do you, how do you get to that point of stopping making the excuses and how, like, how do you get to where you're at with that? You know? Well, I don't think I've been as strict as you were as far as eating, but I've always been athletic and in sports. I was a gymnast and track, but in those sports, they're not really restrictive of what you can eat. And I remember even as a track athlete, it was like a thing, like, have a spaghetti dinner, a big spaghetti dinner the night before, so they have enough carbs. They ran off carbs, but um, so yeah, I I get how people can be foodies, and it's like you know you have cravings for some things, um, and I think it's just out of habit you eat certain foods, and maybe as a child you had certain foods, and then into adulthood, and it's almost like having to do one eighty for some people to eat foods that maybe they didn't initially find that appetizing in comparison to what they have been eating so it's like a big shift like you know just um kind of right I always say you, you gotta retrain your taste buds like you eat it enough and you figure out how to cook it in a way and season it in a way that you like and even sugar for condiments until you figure out what you like it's hard to like not want the old foods that you've always ate, whether that be like a Snickers bar or popcorn or anything like that. So I think a lot of it's just breaking habits. Um, and you know, not, not, um, not being open to, to trying, you know, the healthy food. Cause they think, Oh, automatically when, when you in your mind compare like a healthy food to like a candy bar, you're going to want a candy bar. But it's almost like you have to be willing to, you know, just give it a go, stick to the diet for a few weeks solid, and maybe after some time you're going to crave the healthy foods once again. So, Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting thing, taking that leap, you know. And it's funny, yeah. the other day, um, the other day my buddy James, he put up a post about balance, right? It was like we're talking, because everyone always talks about balance. Like everyone always talks about it. He's like, he was like basically saying, you know, when you're in season, you're – most people are pretty strict to their diet. Very few people are messing up. But then in the off season, people just basically eat whatever they see. Yeah. For long periods, two months at a time, put on 20, 30 pounds. And then they're like, and then they call that balance. They're like, oh, I just needed to have a balanced life. It's like, that's not balanced. <laughs> like you don't have one extreme of dieting crazy, crazy hard and one extreme of eating crazy, crazy hard, basically. And then call that balance. You know, that's the farthest thing from balance you could be is those two, those two different things. It was a great point, right? Cause we're always, 
we always hear this word balance in, in our world. And I think that that's something that I think it is something that we could strive for, but also we have to look at the goals, you know, does, is the goal, is the, is the real goal to be a pro? Is that the actual goal and why, right? Um, or is the, is the real goal, if you're a pro to be on the Olympia stage, is that the real goal and why? And you have to, you have to really ask yourself that and find that reason why, because you're going to, your actions will have to match that a hundred percent of the time, you know? So, um, balance isn't, you're not going to have the most balance in that scenario. I was, I was watching, a um, last night, um, one of these, it's like one of those sports documentaries for this guy was running a, uh, decathlon, uh, which I didn't actually didn't know how intense that was the decathlon. That's, uh, that's crazy. I didn't, I guess it makes sense now that I, I know, but it's 10 events. I didn't know it was 10 events. I was like, that's a, that's, and that's, I guess that's why they call them the athlete, like the most athletic person in the world who wins the decathlon. Right. And I was like, am I saying it right? Decathlon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I didn't know it was 10 events. And, uh, this guy was training every day, six to 10 hours a day for four years from one Olympics to the next, no breaks. I'm sure maybe a day or two, whatever, but, but all day, every day, six to 10 hours. And I was like, man, you know, that guy doesn't live a balanced life, right? In our world, we would say that's extreme. It's not balanced and it's extreme. It is extreme, but the goal is extreme. Like the, the goal of winning an Olympic gold medal is extreme. And he did, he won an Olympic gold medal. And it's like, you know, your, your actions have to line up with your goals. You know, you, people, and I always bring up, you know, Joe Rogan, Elon Musk too. Elon Musk works six, he was working 60 plus hours a week. And they're like, oh, he's not living a balanced life. He's got, you know, his goal was to, you know, be the best entrepreneur in the world and, and fly to Mars. <laughs> like it's, of course, it's not going to be a regular nine to five job. Like, of course, it's not going to be regular work output. Like it just doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Why would it be regular, you know? And so um, I think that we have to look at that, you know, why, how, and why would getting to the Olympia stage be easy? Like, how would it, like, how, how would it, you're talking about the stages that the best in the world have, have, have done. You've read their books. You've read Arnold Schwarzenegger's book. You've looked up to Ronnie Coleman growing up and Ashley, you know, growing up, you've looked at these things and you're like, okay, I'm going to do that regularly. (laughs) How? (laughs) Like, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense, you know, even as like a, you know, playing, just, just playing hockey at a high level, there was no, there was no balance in that life, you know? And so I just feel like we have to, we have to be real with ourselves. This whole, this whole podcast is like, be, yeah. be real with yourself. And you really do have to face that. You have to face that fear. Okay. And, and look at yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, is my goal really to get a pro card? Is my goal really to get the Olympia stage? Or am I just a fitness enthusiast? There is nothing wrong with being a fitness enthusiast. And I am all for it. I love when I get like a transformation client and she's super honest with me. And she's like, yeah, I'm not trying to be the next Miss Olympia. I just want to get on stage and be my best. Like a year from now, I want to be on the stage and look like I fit there and maybe I can win. I'm like, you know what? That's a badass goal. Let's do that. You know, yeah. let's do that, you know? And that person might not want that extreme, right? But a lot of the people that are listening to this, like they say they want it, like you're talking mm-hmm. about, but they don't actually want it. Yeah. They yeah. say they want their it. Their work doesn't equate to the goal. Yeah, that, yeah. And how many times do I always say this, Adam? And how many times am I right when I say it? You'll tell me something that somebody says that's, you know, a pretty big goal. And I'll say, Adam, that's what they all say. You, you're, and you've and been how, right. How, <laughs> how right. often am I right? You've been right. I would want to say. I'm like, Adam. I think you've been that's right. That's what they say. all say. I think you've been right every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it just goes to show you a lot of people can say they want it until they figure out the work that goes behind it. 
And then that's when they start to rationalize, make those excuses. But in order to accomplish um, an extraordinary goal, you have to put in extraordinary work and um, stop yourself from these silly excuses. Yeah. Like stop. That's not because excuses don't equal results. They don't. So if you have an excuse, find a solution, right? There are some valid excuses out there, um, but most of the time they're BS, okay? You know, it's just silly. And the people that are doing these extraordinary things, do you think they're making excuses to justify why they couldn't do this or that? Do you think Elon Musk is saying, oh, you know, I I couldn't, I was feeling tired today and I just, <laughs> I just decided to stay home, you know. You know, think about the most successful people, or even n- not even the most successful people, but I'm sure everyone in their life has somebody that's achieved something super amazing and extraordinary. And think about how many times you've heard them make excuses. You know, I bet you not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Versus the people that will say they want this and this and this. The funny thing is, the people that will talk the biggest games oftentimes are the ones that make the most excuses yeah the fluff excuses for sure yeah and it's it's easy to go there you know it's it's easy to go there and make yourself like it's almost like you're making yourself feel better yeah you know? it's almost like someone's patting you on the back like, like it's for okay. yeah like it's okay like <laughs> don't you know for not putting out put, putting out that effort like it's almost like your mom's like it's okay son here's some chicken soup like when you do it it's it's so you know and it's easy to go there you know i'll have i'll have my days here too because my goal years ago was you know to be the best the best there ever was and create something that no one's ever done right and like uh as a as a coach as a trainer and that's a that's a lofty goal and it's very hard and it's very time consuming and it's very it beats you up you know and i've had a couple periods where i'm like man i just i'm just like exhausted you know like it's so hard you know to to do this and um and then I'll have my, my week or my few days or whatever. And then I like, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're like in such a, you're in such an awesome position to, to keep it going. All you need to do is just keep your foot on the gas. You don't even have to do anything more. Just keep your foot on the gas. That's it. You already, you already have everything there. And so like you, you know, you, and that's where you guys are at too. Like if you're already, you know, in prep and you're already getting into the better shape, you just have to keep your foot on the gas and not go backwards, you know? So it's, um, it's, it's hard though. You know, it's, it's a hard thing. We all struggle with it, I think. And, but if I gave myself the excuse of that, then this, this, you know, it doesn't just like slow down. It like crumbles very quickly. And so, um, I always think of that too. I almost live like kind of paranoid of that too, because that's the same thing with the, with the physique, you know, you, you're, you're making all this progress and we've all seen it, you know, one off season and that girl is just non-existent again. You never see her on stage again. And it's like, you know, she put on 30 pounds and now she's not willing to, the fire's not there just a little bit less than it was before. And then she's not willing to do what it takes to get her back into shape from where she's at now to what it would take to get her back into that type of shape again, right? And she's just like, oh, I can't do it anymore. I just, my body doesn't work anymore. I'm like, no, your mind doesn't work anymore, you know? Yeah. And so it's just these little things we do. I think these, um, you're, you're training your mind like on a constant basis of, of doing what it takes to get to that real goal. And I think this podcast is going to be, it, you know, hard for a lot of people to listen to because they're having to take a real look at themselves. And it's good for me too to take that too to, to listen to this and 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 take that real look at myself too, and be like, okay, am I really putting in all the work to get to my goal? Am I really doing everything I need to do to get to that goal, or has the goal changed? You know, and if the goal's changed, that's fine, but you got to be honest with yourself about it. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that this one is going to be hit a lot of people in a kind of a bad way at first, and then they're going to have like to think about, am I actually 
doing this? Do I actually want this? Or is my goal really to just be, am I just a fitness enthusiast who wants to compete once in a while? And I think that's awesome because I would put myself in that category. I'm a fitness enthusiast who, I mean, men's physique's gotten so big, I'm never going to compete again. <laughs> men's physique's straight up bodybuilding and board shorts now. But, but, um, but maybe do like a photo shoot again or look good on a beach or that type of thing, you know? So um, that's, that's where I'm at. There's nothing wrong with it. But one day, before, there was a time where I wanted to be, you know, on the, wanted to be on the Olympia stage and all that. Um, you know, and then I was honest with myself later on and I was like, no, I'm not willing to put in that work to, to do that, you know? And, um, that, that wasn't for me. I liked the coaching part of it. I just liked the coaching part better. So I'm going to be the best of that I can be. So, um, and genetically I probably was never going to get there anyway. <laughs> that was like me being really honest with myself too. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it's just, you have to, you have to figure that out and you have to really accept it. And you have to have those tough, those tough talks with yourself, like you talked about and those realizations mm -hmm. and, and I think that you had some of that in here too, like excuses versus like valid reasons. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, that's, I think that's the starting point for this for a lot of people. Oh yeah. And, and I, I really think, and I think, you know what I think the problem is too, is that we, we do see greatness all the time, especially now with like social media and, you know, everyone's so accessible and you can kind of see it and you can see Ashley's journey and what she's doing. And we see greatness all the time. And I think that intuitively we all want to be great. Like, I think that's something within the human mind is we all just want to be great. You know, that's just like an instinctual thing. I want to be the best. I want to be the best there was. We celebrate greatness. Like, growing up, we always celebrated greatness. We celebrate a little bit less now. But seeing someone win the championship, seeing someone win the gold medal, seeing someone win the Olympia, whatever, right? We see that and we just automatically think, that's what I want. You know, I'm doing this sport. Okay, that's what I want. Like, I'm doing a bikini competition. Okay. I want to miss Olympia. Like there's no, but there's stages of success and success is how you define it for yourself. Personally, there's no set success. Like there's no set. You have to win the Olympia. You have to get to the Olympia. You have to get a pro card to be successful. Your success might be different than Ashley's success. Your success for, for what you want might be totally different. And you have to like take a step back and be like, okay, did I really even want that? Or was I just trying to be the best me or just get on stage once or you know, be the most fit person in the gym. Nothing wrong with that. That's a cool goal. I liked doing that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's that, I think that's important too. So assess your goal, make sure it's the goal that you're willing to strive for. Make sure that it's a goal you're willing to put in work for. Uh, make sure that your effort you can put in or you want to put in lines up with that goal. Be honest with yourself and, um, and reassess, you know, reassess. And then if your goal, and, and also reassess the other way. If your goal is to be the best, your goal is the best, whatever it is you're wanting to do, your goal is to be the Miss Olympia, you have to reassess your actions right now if they line up with that goal. Like that's the, that's the more important one out of all this. So I think there's two important ones. One, how much you're willing to put in for a specific goal. And two, is your goal realistic for how much you're willing to put in? Yeah, so. absolutely. And I think a lot of people will look at like someone like you and be like, oh, that's easy for him. He's always motivated and they they kind of work up a scenario in their head um why you're able to accomplish these amazing things and you know i think it's important to realize that we all have our days right there are days when i'm not motivated either you know sometimes i'm too tired and i just don't feel like i don't feel like being here at the gym and i'm just like oh i just want to have a rest day or i just you know i have those days we all have those days believe me but you know the way I think of it is instead of like, if I have that little voice in my head that just skip the gym, just don't, you know, skip cardio. It's no big deal. I have to quickly assess like, wait a minute. It's just, it's just my mood talking, you know? And 
at the end of the day, I'm I have a much bigger goal in mind, right? So although I'm not motivated today, I don't feel like going to the gym today or doing cardio, I'm going to do it anyway because my ambition outweighs my motivation because motivation comes and goes. It's very temporary, but when you're ambitious about something, it's, it's, it's a much stronger feeling. It's yeah. longer lasting. So I think before I skip workouts and do things I shouldn't or whatever, cave into my diet or whatever the case may be, before I do that, I have to be like, wait a minute, no. I have a bigger goal in mind, and although I'm not feeling the best right now, tomorrow's going to be better, okay? Tomorrow's going to be better. Um, I'll wake up in a different mindset, and I'll get right to it. So, you know, some days I go to the gym, and I don't have the best workouts, but I still go anyway because it's better than nothing. And sometime throughout the week, I try to make up for it. But just realize that no one's perfect, and we all have those days where we just don't feel like it, but we don't. We, we don't make excuses why we couldn't go. Because, you know, I could have given you five excuses while I'm not sitting in this chair today doing this podcast. I could have given you five, okay? But no, you're not going to hear about them because I'm here. I made it work, okay? You just got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you ever hear that little voice in your head, quickly shut it off just like a light switch. Like, nope, shut up. I'm doing it. No ifs, ands, or buts because it's just a mood. Tomorrow's going to be better. I got a goal in mind. And maybe the goal is your show. Who knows what your goal is, but if you allow yourself to give in to these little temptations, again, we're going to make a habit of it and you're not going to reach that ultimate goal because you let those little voices in your mind tell you to do something otherwise, especially like when it comes to food, especially when it comes to that stuff. It's like, do you really want to trade in like 10 minutes of satisfaction of eating the cake for like all this hard work you put in and to sacrifice that goal when it only lasts that amount? short amount of time not only that as you know you're gonna feel guilty afterwards and then you have to come up with excuses to make yourself (laughs) not feel guilty so it's like a cycle you just got to break the cycle yeah that's a that was very very eloquently said ashley i I agree with it too and it's it's funny because we talk about it when we do these talks i have self-reflection too because i've gone through periods of being motivated unmotivated motivated unmotivated it's hard to keep it up you know but what i will say is it after doing it for so long it never turns off like it's if fitness was taken away from me now, I don't know what I would do. Cause I, I literally wake up and go to sleep thinking about it. It's uh, it's like, it's so in, like I'm programmed to like, it's gosh, I wish I could even, sometimes I want to take a break. Like sometimes I wish my mind would just think about something else. I could, I could just not think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's what it, it's, that's what it takes, you know, years and years of doing it like this and trying to get to the next level and trying to get to the next level, always working on it, always working on it. Now it's at a point where it's just like robotic, you know, and I think that that's the same thing happens with someone like you on your diet where you've been sticking to it for so long and really, you know, okay, got to work out, got to do cardio, got to work out, got to got to eat my food, right? And it's like, it just becomes robotic and becomes so routine that it's just part of life now. And I think that's something that people don't see at the, like that, they don't see that light at the end of the tunnel for that. You know, they just see, oh, it's hard today. It's hard today. Well, remember when you first started working out, it was hard too. Like, you know, when, you know, I've worked in gyms uh, since 2000, which is crazy, but I've worked in gyms since 2000. And what I always find common is the people, and it's funny, there's actually a stat that they had. Um, Gosh, I got to remember the stat now. When I was managing um, 24-hour fitnesses, they had a stat. It said, if we can get your member to work out two times a week for the first eight weeks, they had a 60% chance of staying a member for the entire year. They would keep working out. 
So it was like, it just showed, you know, as a masses, if you just create that habit and get people like used to it and get people past the point of discomfort where you're like having to force yourself to the gym, because I've, I, I talk about it sometimes where I took a, I took a break off the gym one time um, after a shoulder injury and it turned into a little longer than it should have. It was like six months or something. Um, getting back in the gym was so um, demanding on my mind. Like I didn't want to be there. You know, it was the first time and I was like, what's wrong with me? I can't believe I don't want to, like I had to force myself to go to the gym. And I knew it was wrong that I had to like force myself to be at the gym. But it's the same thing. After, you know, after a couple months of it, I was like, I couldn't wait to get to the gym. I was like, I can't wait to get that done today. Get to the gym today. That's like, I just can't wait. And the same thing happens with your food. I think it takes longer with food because you're not, it's not like just going to the gym once a day. It's like every meal having to eat it. But I think at a certain point you start just developing that mindset where it's just normal and it's just part of your routine. And it's just, that's how you do it. You know, it's just how, it's just how you wake up and do your day. And so I, I think that people in the initial phases, in the initial year or so of doing preps and whatnot, it's really, really difficult because you're breaking a lot of years of, of having, you know, basically whatever you want, whenever you want it. And so I think that that's something that if you're struggling with a lot, understand too that it's going to get, it'll get better with time as long as you adhere to it. But the more you give in, the less likely it is that you're going to stick to it. Oh yeah. It gets worse before it gets better. Yeah. You're like in the beginning, you're probably gonna have a lot of cravings. You might feel hungry and just feel like, oh, this is not as tasty, but it gets better. It does. You just got to trust and just experiment with like your foods and even your gym routine or even cardio. A lot of people dread cardio. Then find a cardio you like. There's many different kinds of cardio. You know, I always say I do Orange Theory. I like to do Orange Theory because for one, it holds me accountable. If I sign up for the class, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. I already did it. I committed. Even if I wake up feeling unmotivated, if I feel blah, I got to be there because I don't want to get charged a $50 fee. <laughs> I already signed up for it. And you know what? Afterwards, I'm glad I did. But uh, back to the cardio thing, you know, just finding things that you like will definitely help eliminate some of the excuses, right? Um, so cardio, you can do so many different types of cardio. And as long as your coach is okay with it, you know, some people do kickboxing. Some people just enjoy trail running. Like it doesn't have to just be like treadmill facing the wall with no window <laughs> you know that's boring you can make it fun but um you know the whole excuses thing don't deceive yourself you know I think like I've mentioned it get you get in that circle the habit of giving these excuses and um not only that but justifications as well which off season a lot of people use the justification oh I need to put on muscles, so I got to put on, so I got to eat a lot of food. In reality, it doesn't translate like you think it does. Or let's be honest, you know it doesn't. You're just <laughs> using it as a justification, like to eat whatever you want in, in large amounts, right? And that that's an, ex, that's an excuse. That's just you're trying to justify bad habit. And the balance, the whole idea of balance, I got to have balance in my life, is also a justification, and you're going to fall into this trap where you're going to start believing yourself, you know? So it's it's good to have some some self-awareness and realize that, do I need this or am I just justifying a bad action? You know, so it's just, it, it sucks to kind of realize that you're, you're, it's almost like having a little battle with yourself, right? Do I believe my own words or am I just saying this because... I'm making an excuse for something else, you yeah. know? 
Hopefully I worded that correctly. No, you definitely, you okay. definitely did. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what I'm looking at, look at your notes here. Um, and one of them was, do people start to believe their own lies? Right. Yeah. And I think that that's, that falls into that category mm-hmm. where, you know, you're constantly reaffirming these bad actions and then you start believing it like, oh, I do need that. I actually did need that break. I really did need that. I really did need to put on whatever five pounds this week because my body just needed it. I needed yeah. that. I'm like, you know, I'm like, it's just, I don't know. I just, it's, it's hard. It's hard as a coach. Cause you know, it's setting someone back so much, you know, so if a, if a 125 pound bikini competitor puts on, you know, five pounds in a week, it's probably going to take us like almost a month to get it off. You know, it's not, and, and that's the, that's the problem you run into. It's, uh, you know, people think, Oh, I had a bad week. Okay. Well then next week I'll neutralize it. I'm like, it doesn't usually work that way. Like you can offset, oh, like you can offset a month in a week very easily. You can offset two months in a week, depending on, oh, I mean, you, yeah. can, you can go, I mean, I've seen some crazy things in this bodybuilding world. I mean, I've done this for so long now. I've seen the craziest thing. I saw the craziest one is I saw, I saw a bodybuilder a week after the show put himself in a hospital because he, just because of how much food he was eating. His, his, he got crazy high blood pressure, crazy water retention. They had to have him on a, on a, an IV with uh, Lasix in it to like help get his, his water retention down so bad. He was like, I was like, dude, what happened? He was like, honestly, dude, I was just a jerk. He's like, I ate everything I saw and I knew it was happening and I kept eating it. And I don't know what was wrong with me. He put on 40 something pounds. Like I think he said 40, it was low forties, 42, 44 pounds in a week's period Oh my God. after a show. He's like, he's like, I don't even understand how I could gain that much weight. He's like, it was just like water. A lot of it was water weight, but I wasn't stopping. He's like, I just, he's like, I ate nothing but tilapia and asparagus for the last little bit. And then as soon as I got done with the show, I just started eating, you know? And I'm like, you know, he's like, he's like, I'm so, he's like, I regret it so much. Not just cause I was in the hospital. He's like, I knew I was going to be fine. He's like, but I regret it so much. Cause I, I literally lost all 16 weeks of progress in a week. He's like, when I got out of the hospital and the water was actually done and gone, he's like, I still had like 30 pounds of fat on me, 25 Jeez. pounds of fat on me. He's like, it was like, it's, he's like, it's so crazy how fast it can happen. And, um, it's like, I just think of it as, man, your time, you know, all that time on the treadmill, all that time, mm-hmm. all those, all those missed meals, <laughs> like those events and all those things that we talked about, we're talking about now, like you could probably do one of those now, like, you know, get away with it, but you did it for a week straight. And next thing you know, you're back in a 16, 20 week prep in a week, you know, it's, it's <sighs> crazy. It's so unfair. So unfair. It's just not <laughs> worth that, you know, just backtracking that much is from, you know, mistaken. Don't get me wrong. It's, I think it's, it's kind of normal for somebody along the way, especially if they're a rookie, to mess up and have a bad week or whatever. Um, but it's important not to make a bad ha- or not to make a habit of that. You know, um, if it's like a, a day where they just went all out and just couldn't control it, it sucks. It does because you just backtracked a lot. But I think it's important to realize what you did wrong, <laughs> not to justify it. Don't make excuses. You're gonna learn from it. And not to make a habit of that, you know, yeah. you just got to move forward. You can't just, you can't just like solely just drag on that for a long time, but just know that, yeah, you messed up, you messed up, own up to it, move yeah. forward. Yeah. And I think and that's going to be tough, but got to move forward. That's the biggest part, especially as a coach, I will say that, and I'm probably going to get some, a couple clients that might even like apply to it. I don't really, I'm not trying to direct it at you guys, but the, but as a coach, it does suck too, because you, you want to say those things you want to say no you just messed up like you know 
I want to just like grab it, like, no, you messed yeah. up. Like, no, you didn't need it. No, you didn't need that. No, you just messed up. Like, can you please, let's, let's grow from this. You just messed up. Right. Um, but at that time they're already feeling really sensitive and really bad. Right. And they're like mm-hmm. already beat up, beating up on themselves. And you're like, okay, what do I, what route do I take here? Do I say, Hey, and call it how it is and be like, no, you messed up. And we probably have to pull out of the show at this point. Or do I, you know, like it's, so it's, it's tough as a coach. Cause you just oh, like, yeah. you just wish you could just have everyone adhere hundred percent, but you understand it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, I understand not everyone's going to hear hundred percent. That's not a, I don't have a problem with that, but I do have issue when someone's like constantly lying to themselves and lying to me and like almost they put you in a position of where you don't want to say anything. Cause they like, they feel like they need it. It's a tough thing as a yeah. coach, you know, you know, cause they're like, Oh, I just needed it. And you just want to be like, no, no. you didn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Cause I, I did it. I mean, I mean, I went keto for like 18 months or something straight. I mean, I, I've had, I've had the most extreme diets and the most extreme preps and the most extreme everything. And I'm like, I've done it. Like I've never, like I've given in and like after shows or something where I've had, where I didn't do good. And I, and I didn't say I needed it. I just said, I ate like an ass and I shouldn't have done that, yeah. you know? And I felt terrible because of it. And I learned, it took me three times, but I owned it. It was like, that was stupid. Like eating to the point where I threw up, like involuntarily, of course, that was stupid. Like, <laughs> why did I do that? You know? And then actually it took, for some people, it might, you know, that's what it took. It took me that. Like it was like my third, it was like my, I think it was my third show and I ate so much that I threw up and I was like, why would I do that? And then I just never ate after that again. I never even had like a really a, a cheat meal after that again, like a, like a post show, big mm-hmm. cheat meal. Like it would just be like steak or something like that after that. Cause I just like, I don't want to go through that again. That was terrible. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. Like some people are different. Some people like want to hear that, but like they want the wake up call. But again, most people I think are in that sensitive state and they're already feeling kind of guilty about it or whatever. I think the most important thing to realize is just not to make, just own up to it. You know, I think if you just own up to it, not think like, Oh, I did this and this because of this, or I needed it. Like my body just needed all this cake and ice cream. Like, (laughs) you know, I think as long as they realize it was a slip up and just to not make a habit of it, you just got to move forward move forward because you can't drag on it for too long or you're going to be grumpy pants forever right (laughs) so it's just like hey you know what this is a slip up we got to move forward though it's not going to happen again right okay yeah deal all right let's move forward yeah and i think so i think that that's a real opportunity too if a client does do that and i think if you guys are listening to this and you guys are doing that and you have coaches out there and i'm sure most of the people listening to this have a coach of some type um the coaches I think would appreciate it if you just said, Hey, I messed up, you know, instead of saying I needed it. Cause then the coach can be like, okay, what do we do to resolve your cravings for this, for you messing up? So like my solutions for people who are having that issue. And I, and I don't think everyone should be like, I don't think, I don't think everyone should be, I don't think anyone can be, everyone can be like Ashley where they're just sticking to their diet. Right. Where they don't have that desire. I don't, I think that a large majority of people are going to have that desire for that meal. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but we have to face those facts right? I'm not, I'm not, and I'm, I'm going to, I'll face those facts. I'm not willing to be as dedicated as Ashley is right now. You know, it, it's, it's not, you know, it's purely for desire. If I really trained my mind, I probably could get there, but I'm being honest with myself. I'm not going to do that right now. Right. So if I had a coach, I would write in and be like, Hey, I would love to be like that, but I don't want to do that right now. I want to have whatever. Right. So if you're that person and you're trying to be, it is adhered, you're adhered to your diet as much as Ashley is, you got to be honest with yourself and be honest with your coach and whatever too, because you you might have these bad weeks if you don't and just give in. So if you ju- if you come to the coach say hey I messed up 
I keep having these cravings. I don't know why I'm having these cravings so bad or why I'm giving in. What do you think we can do? I would tell that client, hey, let's do a free meal once a week. We're going to reduce your total calories of the rest of your days, but we're going to add those calories to one day throughout the week. Maybe it's 1,200 calorie free meal. And that day, every day that week, you can eat that 1,200 calorie free meal. Um, and you're, you're essentially paying for it by not having whatever X amount of carbs or whatever in these meals or this meal or whatever. And then you can have whatever you want once a week. And then you can look forward to that. And, and then you're kind of giving into that craving at 1200 calories at 1500 calories, whatever it is. Right. Or maybe daily, instead of having a strict meal plan for all five meals, one of those meals is a macro meal and you can put it together however you want, or maybe post-workout, we can give you any sugars that you want to eat post-workout where you have the, it helps you with these cravings. Right. Because now it becomes, for the coach, it comes, okay, how do we find a solution versus, oh, they just needed it. They think they just needed it. Let's move on and just stick to the same diet, right? Stick to the same thing that caused that problem. So if, you, if you're if you honest and open, you know, your coach should hopefully have a, a solution for you. Now, if you're still cheating when you're doing all those things already, maybe, maybe you have to pick a different goal, right? So, um that's, that would be kind of my solutions for it. Cause I don't think, and I don't want everyone to get this wrong. I don't think everyone should be a robot where they can only eat chicken, every meal, muscle egg in the morning slash team elite physique on muscle egg for a discount. <laughs> Help eat Ashley. <laughs> and, and, uh, you do eat it every morning though. I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and stick to that type of diet. It's just not, it's not, you know, possible for everyone to do that. So, um, I think that that the the important thing is giving into that too, and just telling your coach, hey, what? Give us something to work with, you know. Give us something to work with. So, what else we got, Ashley? With that, I think I think we just said it all. Yeah, I think that we covered a lot there. So, I'll give a little summary here. Yeah, here's a summary. Recognize an excuse versus a valid reason. That's point one. That's very important. I mean, is it something like? Oh, I couldn't come to the gym today because I had to take my grandma to the hospital. Or is it just because you felt lazy, right? <laughs> excuses versus valid reasons. Um, um, also, don't make excuses. Make solutions, right? We're not getting anywhere if we just keep making excuses all the time. Um, don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. That's a big one for me, okay? Um, basically, don't tell me, show me. So, you know, live up to your words. If you're going to say your words, live up to it. Am I missing anything else? No, that was great. And I think that okay. was that was one of the one of the um, more rare occasions where we see Coach Ashley step out of the athlete oh, Ashley too and really is, like this is know, this isn't no, for any anybody in particular, but No, I know that. <laughs> this is my my what I see happen all the time with Everything, not love, even just fitness. I love it. I love when, like, you come out as Coach Ashley sometimes, oh. you know, because that's, like, a great coaching advice right there. That was, like, a, who, is, who is that? There is a Tommy Lasorda. He was this, bo- he was this uh, box. He was a, the Dodgers coach, and he was, like, the most motivating guy, and he would say these things, and he would say them with, like, he would just say them very in a very friendly but very motivating way. Like, you couldn't mm-hmm. leave a conversation with him without being, like, more motivated. He was always, like, kind of known for that. that was very... Tommy Lasordesque really? of you. That was oh, great. Yeah, really. Because I, I thought I was being a little meanie. No, you. You know, there's a there's a there's a there's a point, right? There's a point where people need that realist realism. You know, they need that you to be real, and they need to hear it. You know, people need to hear that. You know, that's a a lot of these motivational talkers that are like in your face and that not too. Like people, 
or like, why do they like this guy? He's so in your face. Because people need to hear the the reality of things. We can't, everything can't be sugarcoated, yeah. you know? So that was good. That was good. So thank you for that. Thank you for that, Coach Ashley. <laughs> so anyway, I got to, we got to address, we have to address this. We have a <laughs> bobblehead Adam from Taryn. Thanks, Taryn. <laughs> I love we're, that. We're out. <laughs> Listen to Ashley. 